Doctor. Which is ugly! You should start. I want to forgive you, and I want to forget you. Welcome back to D-Girls, a fully developed pop culture podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Julia. I'm Delaney. And I'm Tina, and we are your D-Girls, and... Against all odds, uh, we're here today. <laughs> we, oh, brother. We, <laughs> so we made it. Forces descended from above or below and said, <laughs> good, below. good luck. D-girls good. must go on. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we survived the smoky, smoky wildfires of Canada on the East Coast. And Julie and I have returned to the West Coast and... I couldn't be more ready to talk reality TV with y'all. My soul needs it so bad. So much has happened. We've had to be apart for so many things. Um, oh, and it and was I, finally the end of what has yeah, taken up so much brain much space. Of our time. And I'm getting actually a little, I'm having like a little anxiety about these things being gone. Like my Mondays and Wednesdays are changed. Mm, and I don't right. know that I'm ready to not have... Summer House and Vanderpump Rules on in my life. Mm-hmm. However, but you however, know what there is. But you know what there the is gaps. to fill all the gaps. Love Island UK is hours back, baby. And hours and hours, hours and footage. hours and hours, and we do that VPN life. We do that ITV life. We yes. do that daily watching. So I'm already caught up for today, episode nine. It's going to be almost impossible for us to discuss Love Island at all in this podcast simply because of the speed at which it comes at us. Yeah. But we will try to catch you. We'll talk Casa more, I think. We'll try to catch up on like the big Maybe in like another week, like we'll have our favorite couples. I think it's still shaking out right now, but who we're rooting for and any predictions, you know? Yes, I'm already like finding myself at least being able to identify people and their names, which within week like one to two is often hard. So yeah, it feels promising to me. And, so. and Julia will just sit and have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> and that no, is I, perfectly fine. Listen, I've shocked many people with the fact that I don't regularly watch Love Island. I have watched like season one of UK. Which um, is such a cursed choice, but I love that you tried. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it really sucked me in. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah. I just need to dive in now. Do I know what a VPN is? No. Um, <laughs> will I be figuring it out? Also, no. But if someone can come to my home and figure it out for me. You can just watch on Hulu. Just watch yeah, the Yeah, there's on plenty. Hulu. Of seasons oh, okay. for you to watch now. Also, yeah. they're doing they're dropping the new seasons episodes in like two week chunks, so oh, you can perfect. stay roughly caught up. We may we'll try to control spoilers. Yeah, and... I was gonna say we might spoil it, but no. Yeah. Um, honestly, would love for you to watch like season five. But yes. Anyway, once you start it, mm-hmm. let us know. We will have all the thoughts. Mm. Okay, incredible. Mm. I can't wait. Well, I have a lot of thoughts on season one, if anyone ever wants. (laughs) I mean, the one where they were just, like, chain-smoking cigarettes. Like, they literally had to be, like, no smoking on Love Island anymore because, like, season one was just... They're just eating cigarettes, basically. Wow. Um, Well, yeah. Gotta love Europe. (laughs) Um, Beyond Love Island, also, I don't know if y'all do OC, but Real Housewives of Orange County is back with Tamara returning and we get Taylor of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fame joining as an OC friend of, I believe. So, so fascinating. It could I just, be pretty interesting. Yeah. I was picturing Dorinda rolling around in 
and Bluestone Manor so mad at that iconic line of, I was on pause, but now I'm ready to play. Yes, yes. Tamara's oh, tagline. I know. Yum, I, yum. I don't OC, but I do. I did really like Tamara on Girls Trip. And of course, Same. Taylor, you know, I'm rooting for Taylor. She's been through a lot. And I mm-hmm. get nervous uh, for her to be on television just because yeah. so many traumatic events have happened to her on television, but wishing yeah. her the best. So I just like, how many blondes can one franchise have? You <laughs> That's know? very true. <laughs> so. if it, but if any of any should have it, it is OC. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's something to that absolutely absurd aesthetic. Um, but so... I'm going to dive back into OC. I'll be curious to see if this season has anything to really offer. The preview of the season didn't feel that thrilling to me. So we'll leave that there. But just to acknowledge, we're watching. We're checking it out. Seeing what's happening. Um, But we have two big reunions to discuss. Vanderpump and Summerhouse. Where do we want to start? <laughs> we are blessed with drama. I think Vanderpump is so front of brain for me. So okay, let's, let's do dive it. Dive in. I'm actually. I'll be honest. I watched it today because my weekend was so insane that I couldn't watch it until today. Somehow, literally nothing was ever like spoiled for me. I think that's because there wasn't a lot to spoil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, they really made it sound like the reveal was going to be, like, earth-shattering information. Yeah. And it wasn't. In fact, like, the reveal at the end, it was just, it made me feel empathy for Rachel and deep sadness for her. Um, and just more, more deep, deep hate for Sandoval, truly. Yeah. Just to see her even working out, like, how deep his claws are into her psyche, like, in real time. Yeah. Ugh, yes. It was so creepy to watch, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I rewatched it today. I watched the pumped up um, yes. ex- uncensored edition on Peacock after having watched it live. And like, I think in general, you're right. There was nothing explosive that was revealed. More of it was witnessing how they handle certain things. Like, I think you're totally right. There were a big reveal at the end, just to, to call it out by name, um, was essentially Raquel confirming the timeline and confirming that Sandoval had asked her to lie about the affair stopping between September and January. The implication I'd bed, we had a one night stand. We stopped seeing each other. We did not sleep together. And then it resumed in the winter. What seems clear is that Tom was mortified to have it, uh, be out in the world that he was fucking Raquel while Ariana was at her grandmother's funeral. Um, in in their house. In their house. Fucking Raquel in their house while Ariana was away at her grandmother's funeral. So that was, that's disgusting, but you're right, Delaney. What we primarily see is the coaching that Ariana had been talking about. That right. He doesn't want me to say this. He's the only one on my team. He's all yeah. I've got. Um, and it would be I really a really bad look, yeah. which is such a such a Tom language, like so coded, yes. right? Like it would look really bad on you if this came out, you know, like that 
manipulation and shaming that comes with it where it's just like no ultimately you y'all did a bad thing and why you think lying about that detail makes the whole thing less bad like i just don't understand that logic of like let's save this let's carve out this one weekend and that makes it a little bit better all around for a seven month affair with ariana's best friend like huh yeah no it's all bad it's, it's delusional. And it was so weird to go back to the clip of him being like, no, it does make a difference. It is different if we stop sleeping together, if it was one time or not. Because they were all like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. So that, you know, that reveal was not earth shattering. It was more heartbreaking to a degree to see how Raquel was speaking about it in that moment. But of course, the other big, the biggest moment perhaps to come out of this reunion more than anything, I to me, I mean, I bought merch based on this moment, Um, which was when Sandoval disses Ariana by saying that she kept her t-shirt on during sex. And said it very sarcastically. Yeah, she kept her t-shirt on. It was really hot. And I immediately bought the something about her merch that says, fuck me in this t-shirt. Okay. That's iconic. Yeah. Incredible. And, yeah. and I also saw this tweet or TikTok, I forget, where it was like, I was wondering why all of the Vanderpump ladies, when they're on Watch What Happens Live, are basically just yes. wearing a top and no bottoms. They're wearing sweatshirt yes. and no bottoms. And, it, and it's because of that exact comment. So even like after or before the reunion aired, they were all like taking that, I don't know, that message and suddenly yes. being like, look how hot I look. And just in a, a sweatshirt. In a t-shirt a or a sweatshirt. Yeah. yeah. I loved that. Fuck you, bro. I cannot believe that he said that. I can believe he thought it, of course. But Mm -hmm. that was him letting his little true demon self slip. Yep. And I can't believe... what. Whose uh, sympathy did he think he was going to earn with that? That's what I don't understand. He didn't think. It just... It was like the demon, like, jumped out of his mouth, kind of, and, like, jumped back in. It was, like, watching... People were pummeling him, and so he wanted to hurt back. You know? Like, that's what it was. And then... And, like, again, it's just... Why? (laughs) Just shut up. And then he apologizes to Schwartz for saying it. Right, because yes. Schwartz like puts yes. his hand, yeah. which is like my favorite shot. He goes, of the I'm, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, Schwartz just like, I cannot, de- you've made it so I can't defend just you. Head in hands, looking down at his feet, like, who is this next to me? Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, my disgusting. God. Like having sex with a t shirt on and you've been together for 10 years, it, you just described the most normal thing I could possibly think of. Like, no one's like, what? Also, also with a woman who has overtly had and it can, and discussed body image issues. Yeah. Yes. Openly. And like, yeah, he's very well aware of it, which is what, which is what makes it so sick. Honestly, yes, yes. he knows that that is a wound of hers and he's picking at it, which is mm-hmm. just, he's truly evil. I don't think there is a lot of good in him. I, just can't see redeeming no. qualities. No. Um, but I do think that my favorite part of the episode was when we finally got to see Ariana like address Raquel for the very mm-hmm. first time and have that like seething moment of female rage, which I love. Um, and of course, there was some people were saying online that with Lala and James as well as Ariana's like pure rage at Raquel it was reading like you know a little mean and aggressive but I do think that Ariana's rage is 
deserved. And I, yes. if she needed to get it out, let loose. The person whose rage I don't feel is deserved is James Kennedy. Right. He is taking all of the unprocessed hurt from the end of their engagement and funneling it into now I have an excuse to outwardly verbally abuse my ex-fiance, in my opinion, in my mm. opinion. Yeah. When he yeah. was already doing that in the in, relationship, mm. too. Yeah. Like, and that's like, the crazy part. Of course he can be mad. Of, you know, of course he can be mad. These are... This is his friend and his former fiance. It's inappropriate by any stretch of the imagination, but his like degradation of, of Ra- Raquel is really too much to me. Or it's like it's just hard to watch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think Lala's I mean, she's aware of it, just projecting so much from her own situation, you know, with Randall onto the oh, yeah. the Scandaval. So yeah. I don't know. It's it was it was like tough to watch, but also just like hilarious. I don't know. Ariana's like, I know you like Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> you're a dementor. <laughs> that is one of my favorite moments of any reunion. Yes, because Ariana's so funny. Also, I mean, I do think James going poo poo head is very funny and being like, you live in a yes. house of poop. Like, yes, <laughs> I do think that. Like, that is funny. yeah, James is James is like childish. Um, behavior does kind of in certain moments bring us to a level of absurdity i'm super grateful for um because also i do think sometimes you do need to diffuse those moments and even though he's like flashing out and fighting he's doing it in a way that's like ooh, okay that kind of just everyone just giggled a little now and we're moving on from that moment what i again in this reunion a big thing that especially in the um pumped up edition Lisa Vanderpump just continually getting it wrong. Continuing to get it wrong. Lisa. And also, ma'am. For Tom. Also, ma'am, please inform yourself before you sit. You didn't know about the Halloween costume? I'm so I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Yeah, that that too. I really don't. I really think that she knows. I mean, come on. Like, this woman is also like. She's very active on Twitter for like an old lady. There's no way she missed that. <laughs> Remember, and I never also... forget she's not as old as you think she is. <laughs> yeah. And she's not as dumb. Like as she's no. playing dumb in this situation, I think that she wants to be able to salvage the relationship with Tom. She doesn't want Tom to be coming out of this like completely burnt to a crisp. And so, of course, she then berates Raquel when she comes on stage. And it was just so disheartening to once again watch Lisa like thrive in a moment of tearing down a woman when the last episode she was like defending Tom and being like you you know you guys should stop lay off of him you know why are you going so hard Lala you should just stay out of it it's like yeah well then and then in the pumped up edition to take him aside to be like here's what they need to see from you that they're not seeing from you. And I what I what bothers me a lot is the the desire to at all be like, you're all being a little mean when you're being reminded of just how psychotic, insidious, and sociopathic they were the whole time. Yes. Including when you see Tom and Raquel in that absolutely absurd scene of the two of them being maniacal meanies. Um, where he's like, I mean, what, they think we're sociopathic, like liars. Like, wh- how are we not going to lie about this? Which we're not. We only lied about the affair. The comments about <laughs> lying have been like, great. How are, how are we not going to lie about this? Bruh, don't do it. Like, <laughs> like what? 
I the the laughter, how that scene ended with just their unhinged laughter. I was yeah. like, okay, that's mm-hmm. terrifying. They're really so haunting. I mean, I get it. It's tense. You need to a release, but like, ooh, it sends a chill Yikes. down my spine. It's awful. Yes. You can just so clearly tell that he did not think that it was ever going to receive even even half the blowback that it has. Yes. He thought that this would be a fun storyline that would blow over and then he could start dating Raquel and carry on being a main, you know, participant in the show. And that's the story that he fed Raquel to. It was like, don't yeah. worry about it. It's going to mm-hmm. blow over. Everyone in this cast cheats on each other. No big deal. And it was just like, I don't, they didn't, they don't have any sense of like the gravity of of betrayal that they've caused right it's crazy i do i don't know if we talked about this on the podcast i know we talked about it in person because Kristen doty went on britney and jack's podcast and said basically what you just said delaney which i thought was a really important point that tom would have sold her this story of look like Kristen's cheated jack's has cheated like ariana ariana and i got together kind of under dubious circumstances see it's going to be fine like you will remain a beloved member of the cast like these people will still be your mm-hmm. friends like mm-hmm. i really do believe he sold her that narrative yeah two which is i mean there's a lot of layers there yeah yes they both misread this magnificently what i also love was how good ariana was at reminding everyone that she was not humiliated yes every time someone tried good yeah every time someone and like with like in schwartz every time (laughs) but the insistence upon continuing to make sure to say i am not humiliated it's um, embarrassing for him yes. and them. It's yeah. like, and that is so true because that is such a, you know, the victim shaming mentality of like, how could I have let this happen to me? How did I not see it coming? You get into those spirals and you do become embarrassed that this is out there and people know that someone, you know, betrayed you. And then you actually step back and logically you're like, oh, wait, that's not embarrassing at all. He's a master manipulator and I believed someone that I loved. Mm-hmm. What's embarrassing about that? To trust someone. Right. Exactly. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, what do you think is gonna happen to the cast? What do you who do you think is gonna come back? What do you think season what is it, eleven is mm. gonna look like? What are your predictions? I mean, we're clearly gonna follow the opening of something about her. I think from what we can see, Ariana has a lot of control in that room right now. I mean, the second they were like, Raquel's gonna sit between Tom and Tom, and she said, No, the, no, she's not. <laughs> and they just, I think, lose Ariana, you lose them all. So I think you have to, I think we're going to see the opening of something about her. I think Sandoval will stay on in a small, 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 small role where maybe you see glimpses of him with Schwartz because no one else is going to fill with him. I also really want to know what's happening with he and Raquel. It was reported that they had broken up, but... And, and then, then now was that, reported he's seeing someone else. Like, but then there was that's that photo be, of him on the plane where he was yep, calling, calling Raquel, her. But that was after the reports came out about that like girl in Houston girl. or Dallas mm-hmm. or something. But I don't yeah. think that they're actually dating. I think she came out and was like, we're not. So yeah. who knows? So with her, I could see her just disappearing. I Raquel, think Sandoval, yeah. yeah, from the show. 
I think, you know, I think Sheena said this in an interview, like, she wants to come back, but will sure. her parents let her? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was interesting, the way and, Sheena like, the presented that whole thing. or, like, you know, But dad. even, I'm just wondering, will anyone, if they say, like, you're going to sign her a contract, I, don't, I won't film, like, who's going to film with her? Right. And she's an easy person to cut. Sandoval's harder to clip from it all. Yeah. She's an easier cut. Yeah, because so Lisa I- will film with Tom. Yeah, know? and Schwartz. Yeah, they yeah. Can, you can do bar stuff at a small capacity. Yeah, um, I think I, that they would, yeah, I think they would be silly to not find a solution to to get Raquel on the show, you know, to I get, know. whether that means bringing someone in, like, come on, as a producer, I'm like, that is good shit, no matter what. I guess, what. I just wonder, like, is it deaded? Like, will anyone even say, it's not even the kind of, like, battle where anyone will even mildly talk to her. Yeah. Like, you don't think if she shows up that people aren't going to have shit to say? They will, but I'm saying, like, at what point does that get boring? Like, it, it's the same, Maybe like, they're done. The they're done season. with her. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I could take one more season of it. Just one no, more. No, I'm serious. I'm like, they're going to I don't know that it's say. good for her. I don't know that she oh, should do that to no. herself. But you really, you really think she's going to, like, show up at events? Yeah. Well, yeah. Honestly. I, yeah. yeah. You do. Yeah. I don't. I yes, I do. You see, like the two marbles rolling around in her head. Like, yeah, I definitely <gasps> think that she's gonna want to be on camera at any cost. I'm sorry, I, she is like she wants to be famous and she yeah. wants to be on TV, and she knows now that she's the villain. So, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think you're wrong about that. I don't she know. She is hard. It really is hard to watch her speak. The, her, yeah, her emotional, the dissonance between her reactions, like even her words and her kind of emotional demonstrations. Yeah. Very strange. Very yeah disconcerting. I don't even really feel comfortable like conjecturing too much about what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, definitely. I I, that's why I like felt almost better seeing like the big reveal at the end where it was finally she was emoting you know like really showing regret and pain and remorse and so to know that that does exist in her was actually a relief to be honest totally and I guess like one thing I will say because it's my own personal experience is I've talked about with my therapist in a very different way when I've had a traumatic thing happen I have responded with such a level of calm that I was like oh I am I'm so like wise (laughs) like this is incredible like I should write a book I'm like a monk and then at some point it hits you what's happening and then you're like oh that was like I was numb as like a trauma response and so even though you know this is a different type of situation I'm like it could be that like it could be that in order to survive this level of public uh shaming she was totally numb and out of yeah. not able to like you know anyways yeah. i just said i wasn't going to conjecture and then i did but that was just based off <laughs> no, personal I mean, experience it's definitely i think it's yeah a good theory i think it's probably accurate yeah i think it's probably very close to being the the truth i think i mean i wrote like raquel's apology was written by ai like it just was so i think she was so i think she's so needed to because i think she gets nervous when having to speak for herself, and especially, I mean, listen, anyone would be nervous in that scenario, whether you deserved yeah. it or not. That is oh, yeah. a terrifying, the the epitome of lion's den. And I think that she probably just 
rehearsed what she'd written. And then Ariana threw a monkey wrench into it by being like, you're using the wrong word. And then I think she like glitched out a little and was like, wait, I I can't now say, I know I don't mean this word, but I should say this. Like, it just was, it was hard to watch. It I was think she really handled it better than Tom ever did. Like I, yeah. do, I will and say Tom, that like, Tom the felt way the same way. <laughs> she delivered that apology was still like there was like ownership and accountability. Yes. Tom, yes. there wasn't. There wasn't. He it can. was I'm sorry, but you know, He's and not she, capable of that. she said, yeah. "You're right. You're right. It was horrible. I can't believe I did." Like I did. I, I and I know it was all coached and like PR. And yeah, she was sure. Definitely rehearsed, but at least she came like prepared. <laughs> That's why I'm like I just. Yes. Again, so also I watched this last part in a bar and I watched it with a bunch of fans and when Raquel walked onto that stage, the crowd in the bar lost their goddamn minds and was screaming like, whore, slut, like as she was walking on. And to me, that's when I immediately, all of my like, rage Mm -hmm. and anger at Raquel actually dissipated like immediately in that moment because I instantly was like why are we holding this woman to the fire and like I don't know I just feel like no one is coming at Tom Tom's not like being held down in the same way and at least Raquel is showing some grace some remorse like she's at least apologizing and an eloquent way and and i don't know it's just sad to see how quick and these are women who are are yelling these things at a tv um it's just sad to see how that like the true mob mentality can really take over especially when when a woman is is the one receiving backlash yes i think that is what always scares me is because it's just a slippery slope yeah like yes raquel did something that's bad and hurtful to a friend but she didn't commit a crime she did something that many people have done before and will do again and so yeah we can be mad at her as fans of the show but there is just this the the ire toward a woman who didn't commit a war crime you know what i mean (laughs) it does always it feels scary it feels too intense yeah. In my opinion. I felt like wh- unsafe, like all of a yes. sudden, you know, like it's, it was a bit like vaguely threatening, like the way that, especially like these, two, these women sitting next to me at the bar, they were like going at her, like yelling, like spit it out, bitch. Like anytime she was like trying to speak, like it was, it was just like that deep, deep rooted misogyny coming out yeah. when it has the opportunity to play. And yeah. that is a really, really scary when it's unchecked. So I always yes. have to check myself in this debate if I'm like going too hard at Raquel and be like, wait, wait a second. She wasn't in a 90 year relationship. I'll say that. Not that it's yeah. not like necessarily 50 50, but like, yeah. I don't know. It's are, are any of us unassailable? Like, right. I, I just think don't throw stones, you know, like I, we totally. Yeah, I, can't, I think, again, bad thing to do bad to your friend. But like this level of rage is frightening because yeah it's of course gendered it's of course well, specific and what it all also misses is the nuance of the fact that Raquel was very much groomed yeah exactly and is highly groomable um and so i think that someday i think we will be ready to see this for what it really is when Raquel can st- fully break free 
of Sandoval. I think that the smartest thing, if her publicist has ever known a narcissist, her publicist should be like, drop his ass in the grease, get some clarity on what happened and what was done to you and the way you were manipulated in this situation, because she was. That is a bad, bad man. I am with Lala. This is a dangerous person. He is dangerous. And that is the I, right I feel... I feel full confidence saying that. That's a dangerous person. Dangerous yep. to trust with your heart. Anything. Anything that is a sneaky snake. He's a bad man. He's built a bad stuff. And he is incapable of human emotion. Like, bad, bad stuff. And Raquel is, was in the most vulnerable position she has ever been in. Mm-hmm. And he snatched that right up to feel a little bit of love and attention because he wasn't getting it from the bad bitch at home. Mm-hmm. And Mm. Raquel fit that model perfectly and she will get dumped on her ass. And unfortunately, everyone's going to say you get what you deserve. But the reality is this is a girl who is weak. She is weak as fuck. That was my my favorite parts of the where she was when she was speaking. And then Tom was like when Tom said the T-shirt comment and Lala said, hey, Rachel, you hear that? You hear how he's talking about her? He's going to talk about you like that. Just you wait. And I was like, that is, that's the point. So like that the whole is thing. exactly like that is the pattern. That is why he's dangerous. And if Lisa can't see that, despite all the money signs around Tom, Tom, like, I just don't know what else, what else you could do to convince people that this is a person who should not be trusted. One thing that part three also made me think about was because a big thing, Ariana's like, were you not crying to me like were you not was I not there for you like what do you mean you Mm -hmm. can only find this with Tom like Mm -hmm. I was there and I think this is very interesting we live in a society that so rewards a romantic heterosexual relationship like over all else and we're taught that like that's where you're supposed to get everything and that the same level of fulfillment can't be found in your friendships and of course those are you get different needs met in different types of relationships. And I'm not saying this like lets anyone off the hook. It's just like the messaging we all get is like, no, you can only receive a certain level of validity and fulfillment from a romantic relationship. And Raquel, again, is not made of the stuff to like form her own narrative about that i don't know in that way i was like i i resent that the society we live in like messages that so strongly because you kind of have to really like steel yourself against that type of messaging which a lot of people can't do yeah yeah it's hard to do yeah and i resent that tom's gonna get off easily enough with just the label of cheater right when he is so much worse and y'all know how i feel so passionately about how much we lack a true understanding and description of narcissism in our day-to-day lives. I mean, many um, psychologists on the internet, on TikTok, in like psychological evaluations have noted that Tom has many, if not all of the markers of a narcissist, of a bona fide narcissist. And like, these are people we should be aware of, understanding of, we should know what this looks like so we don't fall into that trap. People just think it's like your average brand of like, not cool dude. And you're like, no, 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 no. I don't know how to explain it to you. These are the people that cause like genocides and wars. These are bad, dangerous people who cannot and will not change. Like, 
we must ostracize them. Like, it's the only option. We have to remove their audience. And this is a man who is continuing to play shows for fucking free to maintain an audience. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Did you see the clip of him in the airport running late? There's like, oh my god! Oh yeah! Just, just <laughs> juggling like phone well, chargers out the backpack. Yes. So, which is not to take the the power out of that very strong point, Tina. But it's just if you haven't seen that clip, our listeners, it's him like basically intentionally waiting to be called for a flight. Like he simply isn't getting up the, to go to his flight at the gate, and he's just like. Yeah suddenly he's like I gotta go and like everything's falling all over the place it's just because he needs an audience and I do think I think we also have to be like okay narcissism is like a mental disorder that should be treated like we should for the love of Pete have some mental health services in this country like for for not just the but they would have to acknowledge that they need help and that almost never happens sure that's that's why it goes untreated there's like there's one self-diagnosed or diagnosed narcissist on TikTok who's actively in therapy. His account is incredible, but he is literally uh, like the point zero zero one percent of people who are narcissists who will ever get help. Wow. Well, not even get help, but like change, right? Like, change. Well, that. Know, oh, forget that. Yeah, right. Like, because uh-huh. they will get help. Like they'll see therapists, but yes, but they'll about manipulate doing the but, work, uh-huh. right? Like yeah. it's about coming authentically to the table and. Yeah, yeah, it's, man. I mean, it but was they're... very funny to see him scramble. I'll say that. The video yes. did make me hee-hee-ha-ha because he looked like a little a little loser. Sorry. Well, and there's nothing more embarrassing to watch than a narcissist who's been found out. So, like, the second you have Tom getting called out for this and being seen differently, I mean, all of a sudden, everything he does, like, his rant about his white nail polish article, like going on a tirade against the journalist for the one white nail polish article, throwing like Michigan pride in her face or like flailing at the airport. It was very much akin to like Trump's being like, this this election's a sham. And as he just like spiraled into oblivion, like it looks very similarly as like, oh no, the, the jig is up. They all can see who I am. And then the flailing is... Really quite magnificent. Yeah. yeah. I just got to say, stop going to his shows. Stop yeah. going to his shows. We don't need to. Nobody on TikTok needs. I hate the like, I went to the Tom Sandoval and the most extra show. So you don't have to. I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. No don't go. Yeah. I didn't need to see it. Thank you very much. Goodbye. We, I mean, it's been three months of Scandoval at this point. I can't believe. I, I will say watching part three, I was kind of like. Okay, like it it has felt yeah. long. It feels long. Yes. I'm very yeah. actually thankful that it's over, to be honest. I yeah. I it I think cuz I'm I have an addictive personality, so I was like, I'm in it, baby. And I was like in on those TikToks and everything. I was soaking it all up. And then you come to a point where you go, there's nothing left to uncover. Yeah. Like, right, there's right, nothing right. left here. We know everything. In fact, I think we know too much, honestly. <laughs> About this. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I don't need to know anymore. And I'm so glad for Ariana and all of the brand deals and opportunities that she's getting. She deserves it. Um, is she perfect? No. And I don't think she would ever claim to be. Um, no. But, you know, it is fun to see that angel rise. Absolutely. Yes. Well, shall we move on to our other recent finale, the Summer House finale? I will say I felt a lot better after part two. I did too. Yeah. I did too. One part that simply wrecked me was Carl speaking about his brother 
the adoption. Mm. Yeah. That was one of the saddest, like, most vulnerable things I've ever heard on a reality show. Um, yeah. I guess for listeners, he was talking about how in a previous season he had talked openly about his brother's addiction um, while his brother was still living and the way he described it like almost would make me will make me cry to repeat but the way he described his brother being so excited to tune in and see Carl on television mm. and then saw the way he spoke about him they did not speak again like they never mended their relationship before his brother overdosed yeah and heartbreaking um Carl is carrying that pain with him and I think mm. it was really brave of him to share that and it also was, I mean, it was so beautifully vulnerable for him to share that that's why he doesn't want to let these fences go unmended. He doesn't want to let with things Kyle. be unspoken. With Kyle, yeah, specifically. I mean, I think that was like a really powerful look into like Carl's worldview. And I so agree. It was like a really beautiful moment for him to say like, I'm breaking the cycle. You know, Kyle said something horrible about my addiction on tv and i had to watch it back and instead of you know being upset and not speaking or being in conflict like he is willing to accept kyle's very sincere apology too i just think kyle came to the reunion ready to lay down the sword and say like i can't believe i ever said that i'm ashamed you know and so for them to be able to like hug it out like bros and say i love you i was like toxic masculinity where you know like this is progress for men (laughs) it it was a really lovely moment unlike the the what we just spoke about which is where tom sandoval can't give a real apology and has like no hope to Mm -hmm. of reconciliation with anyone this was like a true model of actual accountability apologizing and reconciling it was really lovely to watch really beautiful and i it warmed my heart a great deal and it is really incredible to see the men of this show kind of being what's holding it together right now even though there's so few of them um it was really beautiful to watch um the i mean of course the biggest thing was sort of the Lindsay and danielle conversation coming to a head which i did find frustrating um mostly (laughs) and i listen what i will say is Thank God for Andy Cohen. Thank God for how well Andy Cohen knows these people. Thank God for how long he's been around. Mm -hmm. I mean, not only did he hold Lindsay accountable in moments where she just like flipped the switch again on herself and was like, she literally just apologized for the thing you're condemning her for again. You accepted the apology. Which which is it? Like you need people who can hold them accountable, who come from a, he comes from a loving place and they know that. And that was no clearer than that later that night text we see from Carl later. Um, Andy is almost like a therapist for all of them. And I think he, Andy so nutshelled the whole season in one sentence by being like, I think everything here got blown way the fuck out of proportion. Yeah. He was an excellent translator in that moment where Danielle was just in defense mode and couldn't hear anything. And so then he was like, since you can't hear it from her, let me just repeat exactly what she said. And then Mm -hmm. she literally was able to go, oh, okay, yeah, I agree. Like, it was kind of a weird spell that happened. I think Andy does work some magic. Sometimes I'm I'm not always like 100% the biggest fan of Andy, but there are those moments where he really shines, where you're just like, oh, this dude is really good at what he does. Um, And that was a perfect example of how he can just like yeah step in and of course 
you know, there is still some, I think, unanswered mm-hmm. points of conflict in that friendship. I still think mm-hmm. that Danielle has a lot she wants to say. I think that they made it about the engagement party and the engagement, but it is about so much more than yeah. that. Part of it is just that to Lindsay and Carl, their relationship is the most important thing. Well, it'll never be the same, right, as when they were the three amigos, but... I think that if if Lindsay had just acknowledged, like, yeah, that must be difficult, Danielle, to watch our friendship transform because, like, we started, you know, Carl and I started dating, and that's going to change dynamic, and that's going to change how we want to spend our time. Um, I just think if she had acknowledged it and still made room, not the same room, but still enough to have, you know, a meaningful friendship. It just would have been so much different. And I do think that that's what Lindsay wants if she actually, like, was honest with herself and wasn't Mm -hmm. just on the defense, which she is because of her history with the other side of the couch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't know how to really be anything else. I think the, you know, so that we see at the end of the episode a text from Carl to Andy of... uh, Danielle and Lindsay at dinner stating that Carl was going to continue helping the situation along and thanking Andy for all of his um, help with everything. And I think in that moment, my thought was like, I don't know that I want to see that friendship go back to what it was. I think you're right. I don't think it can. I think Danielle needs needed to have this reality check about the truth of her friendship with Lindsay. What it has long been was that she always rode harder for Lindsay than Lindsay rode for Danielle. And that's okay I just think that reality needed to become clear to Danielle. And I think now the fact that Lindsay can't give it will hopefully be okay because Danielle won't be seeking it, but hopefully they can be people who know and love each other and support each other from afar. And as we talked about in our um, friendship breakups episode, maybe they just have a friendship reframe where they just say, okay, this is all I can get out of her. I can do these summers with her have fun with my buddies, we can drink together, Mm -hmm. but then I'm not going to be asking for her to show up in a bigger way for me. I don't want it, and she never really did anyway. It was all me believing she was. No, she never was. No. Yeah, that's just not how she operates in any friendship. You know what I mean? I think that's also, like, there is... I don't know. The the art of a friendship is is hard to pin down because I do think there is part showing up and part holding expectations too high, right? Where it's like you almost Mm. have to, if you know your friend that well and yet you expect more of them than you know that they actually give, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment. And maybe it just took this season for Danielle to really have that hit home but I've just I've seen that in my life and other people's lives where if you just got to know what that person is bringing to the table and accept them as they are Mm -hmm. and um you know hold space for them in the way that they hold space for you so hopefully Danielle just like grows and and can appreciate all that she brings to the table her generous spirit of a friend and I hope she finds someone or I hope she has someone in her life that does match that spirit yes I think that's a great point um so the the future we are getting more summer house i i think it's been officially yeah. renewed yeah more summer yes. house we were all nervous just because like some of the, it's been touch and yeah. go you know we need we're, more men we need more men if you are a millennial or zillennial man in the hot. new york city tri-state area please, socialite 
please. Yeah, and you're single and you're ready to mingle and you're gonna be fun and you want to party. Please call the people now. at Summer House. <laughs> please call us. We'll get you in touch. Yeah, you can also feel like, if you feel like it, you can just call us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. yeah you could call we us. We know some people. We know Maybe. some people. We could just, we could just use your phone numbers for personal reasons um <laughs> but also for gain. professional gain um so thank you so much please apply now please apply um, now. i also want to point out we are also getting winter house and my conjecture is that we're gonna see some summer house cast members and some summer house martha's vineyard cast members i Woo-hoo! sure I hope so and i hope it's vineyard I'm Martha loving Vine- the cast. I am loving this last episode was so good. I am so, so grateful for the this chaotic married duo who is bringing so <laughs> much to our lives. It's Ooh. it is really filling me to the brim. I'm loving it. I really I'm just have it. to applaud the casting team of of yeah, this show clap. because they really did pick some fascinating people. <laughs> yeah, and I do hope that there is that new love connection in the house, which is what makes a summer house great. Is when yes. there is sexual tension. Yes, and please. not the married couple banging. No, <laughs> no, 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 not to be a prude, but no, no, no. <laughs> wow, I've had so enough much sex. <laughs> So much sex. It's too Poor much. Milo, <laughs> the dog. Poor, Poor Milo. Milo. Oh my gosh! I do also want to say that when I was in I was in New York this past weekend, I met so many strangers and I talked to so many people about Summer House and like <laughs> I actually found one girl and we were walking down the sidewalk and she like she and I shared the same assessment of like Danielle and Lindsay and so we were just like walking down the sidewalk like and this and this and this thing and this thing and I was like yeah so and then talking to random people about Luke playing the guitar alone in his room this Mm -hmm. is why we do this okay this is why we do what we do this is community folks this is community um so yeah that is thrilling and I can't wait I also want to shout out anyone who watches Below Deck Sailing Out, which is more people than you'd think. Shocking amount of people, actually, and I am ready to talk about it. Yeah, and I just have to briefly mention, I know Tina doesn't watch, but you should dive into Sailing Yacht because, well... Huge news. Huge news occurred for... Now, Sailing Yacht is a little bit different from our other Below Deck franchises because Sailing Yacht has brought back more recurring crew members than other Below Deck franchises do, I think. Like, usually we get a Chief Stew repeat, we'll get a Bosun repeat, we might get a Chef repeat, but we don't get them all at once, usually. Am I right? Hannah and that Chef, what was his name, Chris or something, they came back for like two or three seasons. Oh, no, I guess he also did it with Kate. That, like, you know, the chef guy, the ben. one who's like, Ben, thank you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right, though. I think in, like, this is the third season that Daisy, Colin, and Gary are returning on the same yacht, yeah. same captain, and they're the leads of their department, right? So yeah. I think that is definitely unique. You're definitely right. 
And I think that is actually fun. Like, it's never bothered me that we don't get repeats in the past, but, like, it's really fun because we've seen this crazy dynamic growing where it's Gary and Daisy have this, like, kind of wild... Will they, won't they? Will they, won't they? Amazing chemistry, but are also kind of, like, brother-sister bickering in a way. Like, it's Mm -hmm. very... And then this is the first season we've seen Colin single, so... Dreamy, dreamy Colin, who might be a little yeah. problematic, but he I don't care. Be. I know. I was like, oh, Colin, please, please st- don't do anything to make me hate you because I've always thought you were so handsome. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so after Gary has clearly tried to make the moves on Daisy in the past and she has pretty much re- rebuffed them, uh, Daisy and Mr. Handsome Engineer, Colin, <laughs> made out. They finally Yay! made out. And you can tell Gary is so mad about it. But he's, he's like, so I'm not mad. mad. He, in his South African accent that I cannot do. I'm not <laughs> mad. I, I guess you snooze, you lose. Uh, and he is actually extremely hurt. You can tell. Oh, and honestly, he deserves it. He does deserve it. He does deserve it. He couldn't grow up and show Daisy any kind of anything. But now that Daisy's moving on, hooking up with his buddy, as she well should, he's like, oh, well, I mean, I always liked you, but, you know, whatever, I'm not mad. Sorry, that's also definitely Oh my not. god, that was so much better than mine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a little but yeah, he's, he's fucking mad. Her roommate, like, her, you know, I, I just... Oh, it's everyone this... on the history of the boat ever he will sleep with. It's actually insane. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, this is so classic. The second he can't have her, he wants her now. So infuriating. up, Gary. Literally grow up. I hope you're listening. Get married, Daisy (laughs) and Colin. Yeah, they're cute. Keep kissing. I hope they get married. Yeah. I like it when they kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, I've never been so amped about like below deck, like, you know, because we just don't get to follow people like this usually. So I was really like, yeah. It's the perfect show. Julia and I talk about why we love it so much. It's because each episode, it follows a very simple formula that is very soothing where they clean the boat, guests come on the boat for yeah. like two days, mm-hmm. and they serve them, chaos ensues, they, mm-hmm. they clean the boat after the guests leave, and then yep. they go out and get drunk with each other, yes. and they become absolute clowns. Yes. And it is perfect, and every episode you get that. It's beautiful. Much like the lull of the ocean current. The <laughs> lull of the formula rocks me into a peaceful state. It's so beautiful. I recommend that to all of you. And start with Sailing Yacht if you want a couple tight seasons. Yeah, definitely. And then I would say Med is a close follow-up. Oh, yeah. I love me some Med. And if you have Peacock, Australia. Do them all. Adventure. I dare yeah, you. Just kidding. It's not called Australia. <laughs> no, yeah, it is. Down Under. Yeah, it's Down Under. Yeah. Sorry. There's so many. There's so many. Um, They're all good. Well, thank you so much for joining us for the special edition of Cameras Up on D-Girls. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.